All right, so good times, bad times. And you know I've had my share, and I'm sure you have too. And let's talk about that. Let's talk about what those hard times for us, whether they're emotional or physical, the traumatic moments in our lives, how we can turn that into something that's creative and productive and just overall an improvement for ourselves. So I'm not a doctor, you're not a patient, but we're gonna talk about it anyway. Let's see what happens. Hey, what's up? This is Robert. This is another episode and I'm just going to get right to it. You know where to find episodes if you like. You know where to see what else is out there. Go to the Patreon. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Let's get right to it. This episode is something that I don't really want to I don't really want to short. I want to make sure that I kind of cover and and talk about things I want to talk about here because I feel like this is a a thing that's really important to a lot of creatives, a lot of people in general, but especially creatives who use the creative process as a way to deal with trauma. Okay. The definition is a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. And even a subset of that is emotional shock following a stressful event or a physical injury, which may be associated with physical shock and sometimes lead to long-term neurosis. That's a lot. But, I mean, that's that's generally how I think of trauma, and, and I think of how most people experience it. And yet, you know, this episode, I'm recording this right now, it's September 2021. And if you do a little math, you know that that's 20 years after the events of September 2001, the attack on New York City and uh, the Pentagon. You know, four planes were hijacked, crashed into buildings, a lot of destruction, a lot of lives lost. And it was a day that I think really redefined what like true terror meant for, for Americans, for the whole world, really. Because not only did it happen in such a brazen way and just an undeniable outcome, but it, it was broadcast all over the world, live. And nobody knew how bad or, or how intense it would get. And, you know, I, I think about that day. I mean, I was around that day and, and I just remember getting a call from my dad telling me, hey, you need to check out check out what's going on in the news, turn on the TV. And I was at work and I just remember going to, we had a TV in a conference room and I just flipped it on. And I think the only the first plane had hit and they, you know, the, the tone of the news and the coverage and all that was, we don't know what's happening. This is some kind of maybe a freak accident. It's just some kind of mishap. And it's, Obviously horrible because a building is on fire and it's, you know, 80 something floors up and it's going to be just, you know, a nightmare to try and deal with no matter what. And so, you know, I'm watching the news and I'm just kind of seeing things happen. And then everything just escalates, you know, second plane, second tower. And sometime later, you know, the tower is coming down or, or the Pentagon in between there. And 
So it was just a whole series of events in, in a matter of a few hours that changed how so many people saw the world and basically reality. You know, it was one of those days that looking back on it now, I just remember thinking, how can this be real? Like, how is this possible? And, you know, it's something that I wonder how many, you know, creative types and people who, you know, that are in the industry of imagining stuff that is impossible or consider unimaginable. How many of them saw what was going to happen that day and believe it? Because I didn't. With all this time, with 20 years of hindsight and reflection, to look back on that day, you know, it's easy to see how the trauma of it, the, the physical the physical and the emotional trauma of watching that happen and and just imagining and and in a sense feeling that everything was changing that so much had gone wrong and then the helplessness of it and then the you know, the uncertainty of it of like is 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 this is this the beginning of something like what else is coming next so many emotions that ran through everyone's mind that day and you know i think the that kind of scale that you know trauma on that scale like the collective trauma of a nation it seems to always manifest itself in whatever the the kind of highest profile art form is at some point or another and for me that's film so i look at movies and i look at you know, different decades and different periods and styles. And and that's the one thing that I can identify quickly is within about five years of 2001, you start to see films that really take their shot at either recreating or, or evoking all of those emotions and all of those sensations from that day. It's, it's almost a therapeutic kind of cathartic thing to safely experience that kind of thing and, and be face to face with it and know that there aren't necessarily the, the consequences of it, but to be able to at least look it in the eye. And, you know, if I look at a film like Cloverfield, for me, that's one of the movies that just almost, you could almost just draw a line straight to September 11, 2001. From a sudden, deadly, unbelievable attack on a major city, the exact same city actually, to the chaos of trying to survive, trying to find a way out not understanding what's going on to even the belief that you may have found yourself in a safe space only to see things get worse and all kind of capped off with an unknown future an uncertain fate for 
the people that you're next to and, and, and the characters in the movie. You just don't know what's coming next. You believe this is what's about to happen, but you, it's kind of left open-ended. And, you know, another that I look at is War of the Worlds, Steven Spielberg's. I think that was 2005 or 2006. And, you know, it kind of did similar things. It it used some very, some very disturbing and, you know, maybe for some people it's kind of unsettling um, uh, depictions of of just mass destruction and death. And yet, you know, it did a similar thing where it also played the whole thing from the perspective of one man and his family, his kids, and just trying to survive, trying to make it through the day. And then even after that, not sure what's coming next and dealing with the panic and the paranoia of whatever might happen and how they're going to find their way out of it. So, you know, when it when it hits in that way where it's like very close to a real emotional response that people really had in real life. You know, there there are other movies that kind of did the same thing. Those are the two that kind of stick out for me right now, but I think the next step you see is that it 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 kind of evolves. It it goes into a heightened depiction where you have the, the kind of the wave of comic book movies that start coming out. You have Man of Steel, you know, which by the end of the film, it's like a, it almost seems like an entire city has been destroyed in some way. And you even see some of that in um, Batman versus Superman, right? At the beginning, right? You see the, the fallout of that. Or you look at something like the Avengers, where it's a literal attack on New York City, where there's death and destruction everywhere. And, you know, I think the approach there was, yes, this is going to happen. And yet, you know, there are some among us that are strong enough or uh, brave enough or willing to put themselves at risk to try and make it right or to save everybody else, you know. Because, I mean, I guess in some ways it did happen, right? You, you did have people that reacted to that day and put their lives on the line. They went and signed up. They went to fight. They went to find who was responsible. And so, you know, that's legitimate too. I, you know, And yet then you have uh, like the Transformers movies where it's just big giant robots just bumbling around and breaking, you know, breaking things and destroying things. And, and, and it just seems reckless and it seems careless. And it just seems, it doesn't seem like anything worthwhile especially looking back and the fact that those movies got even bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, that's kind of, I guess the big dumb side to the whole, uh, trend, let's say is we're just going to show as much death and destruction as we can. And so, you know, you, there's so many different ways that the trauma of that day and, and the events of that day kind of got reflected back to us in popular culture. And, you know, there was so much from that day, whether it was like a fear of death, of just surprise, uh, or, or even, you know, afterwards, the, the idea of trying to cope with that day, whether it was 
you know, kind of a, a need for revenge or a need for justice, you know, or the grief uh, or, you know, the distress of, of losing someone so suddenly and so brutally and so um, unimaginably. There's so many things that people dealt with that day. And 20 years later, you think, you know, that has passed. I mean, there are people alive today that were not even born that day. Full-grown adults that, uh, you know, will, will never understand what it was like to be there or to at least watch those events unfold in real time without any idea of what would happen next. That's a really hard feeling to to articulate to someone. You know, I tell my kids who are teenagers and, and young adults that you have to pay attention to the world and know what you're feeling and what the world around you is feeling. Because you may not quite understand at the time. It may be too chaotic. It may be too confusing. But if it's that intense and on that kind of a scale, there's a good chance you're you're witnessing history, one, but you're you're experiencing real trauma. I'm not a doctor, I'm not a professional here. I'm just talking about it from the perspective of how you work this into your creative process or how you work through it with your creative process. How about that? Because the idea that the idea that trauma is something that is caused by pain and distress, and it's almost it it to my mind it always sounds like it's a thing that just haunts you. Like it you can't shake it. It doesn't go away. And it's always gonna chase you. And no matter how much you try to get away, you you can't. And Yes, I, I think that is probably the correct definition of it. But part of me thinks, well, is all trauma bad? <laughs> is that the stupidest question? No, really. Is all trauma bad? Like, if I have something that leaves a mark on me, on my psyche... Even if it's a good moment, is that trauma? You know, those people, like, you ask somebody, like, um, about the day their kids were born, or the day they got married, or the day they, I don't know, graduated school, or, you know, just pick, pick one of those landmark days that we all kind of have in life, and ask them, and they say, yeah, that was like the best day of my life, or one of the best days of my life. So isn't it kind of fall into the same uh, definition? Like it's it happened to you, the feelings and the events of that moment or that day were so intense that they are stuck with you. You you cannot forget them. Isn't that still kind of fall into the definition of trauma? Yeah, that and that's where I kind of you know I I guess I play with the definition more than I maybe should. Again, not a professional, but. When I look at it that way, I think it helps me understand how I use trauma or memories or 
experiences and put them into my work. Because, you know, I, maybe I've just been fortunate, but I don't really feel like in all my years I've really gone through a lot of trauma. Certainly not physical trauma. I've, I've had my moments. I've had some days where, you know, I've, I guess I've been in danger or, um, you know, I've, I've had some possible physical harm. You know, I've been at risk for physical harm, but nothing where I've, you know, I've, to, to this day, at least to the day I'm recording this, I've never been in a serious auto accident. I've never had a broken bone. Yeah, I've never really had those types of traumatic experiences in terms of like emotional trauma or, or, you know, mental stress. Yeah. I've had, I've had some rough times. Um, not as bad as a lot of people, but you know, times where I've had to like call time out, I've had to really, uh, step back and put things on pause and really still, you know, keep my sanity. I mean, we're talking, this is 2021. I had a couple just this year and those days they were unexpected and it was certainly unclear what would happen next. I almost lost my wife and we had here in my part of the world, we had a freeze for a week that basically paralyzed the city. So, you know, that's, that was different enough for me that it stuck with me. And you know, maybe it's me of, of trying to have a, a, maybe like a positive attitude, I guess. Uh, about what those experiences mean and what I can take from them and learn from them and how to channel that into my work. And it's really hard. I Look, I can't say like I can do this and it's easy. It's not. But I, I'm sure that if you're a creative person, you're doing work and you're struggling with something and you know, maybe you've got real lasting, like chronic trauma that is, you know, a part of your life. And if you do, I encourage you, I, I hope you at some point, someday, somehow seek help and seek assistance and lean on whoever you can, you know, reach out to someone, whether you're ill or whether you're in a I mean, I don't know if you're in a bad situation, if you're in a bad relationship, if you're whatever, if, if you're dealing with something regularly and, and unnecessarily, I, I can only encourage you to find something that will help you not only be in a better environment or a better situation, but help you to be creative and to express yourself in a better way, in a, in a healthier way. You know, I think about what, what the kind of main cause of trauma is. And my understanding, and, and I guess if you look it up like clinically or, or like by definition again, it's, you know, in some ways it seems like, to, to kind of summarize it, it's like it's an overwhelming of your ability to cope with something, a situation or an event or or a circumstance. Yeah, maybe you're so overwhelmed that you can't cope with whatever situation it is. 
at that time. But coping still has to happen. I mean, it's just, it's a process that we just as people, as human beings with minds and with emotions, we have to deal with. it. it coping has to happen. Even if it's at a later point in time, it still has to happen. I mean, it's just how we all kind of collectively move through the day. You know, whether you're dealing with a minor annoyance or you're dealing with a life-changing event, you're dealing with it. You're finding your way through it. As big or as small as it might be. And so trauma, if it is by definition your lack of ability to cope because of scale or intensity of something, it still has to happen. And, and I think for me, those moments where I have been unable to cope with something and confront it or, or just stare it in the face, you know, maybe it's not healthy. I can't say it's the, the necessarily the correct option, but I've just tried to internalize it and hold it and use it at a later time. And usually that comes out in my work. And sometimes my work is really, you know, even if I'm just sketching something and just doodling or whatever, um, sometimes it's not pleasant and it's not something that uh, I really even understand to look at or to look at later. I don't always know, like, what was I, what was on my mind? What was I thinking as I was sketching this out? And sometimes those are the more like the, the the more therapeutic sessions where I can just kind of just freely let it go. Just whatever, whatever's on my mind, whatever I'm having to deal with and I've been struggling with, I just let it go. And other times when I've had to really be careful and be you know precise and be thoughtful about what I'm working on, uh, I just have to take it a little bit slower, a little bit slower pace, like uh, of breaking down whatever that trauma might have been or the feelings might have been. Work through them a little bit slower pace and kind of, you know, just kind of like dole it out just little by little as I'm working on, you know, like if I'm working on a design project, I'm not putting like rage into it or I'm not putting uh, sadness or, or any of the any of the things I might be like hardcore emotionally dealing with. But I'll put in to my work sometimes like, um, you know, just uh, sometimes disappointment or sometimes even sometimes look, hope just like this is a good day. I'm feeling good. I'm thinking about the day, you know, my son was born or the day that I uh, bought my new car. It was all good times, good feelings. So I'm going to put that into this project. You know, um, and so that's that's how I try to use that energy, try to channel it into something a little a little more productive. And so, you know, if, if that's something that you have a way to do, then I think you are already you're already ahead of the game. And that's good. And if it's something you're struggling with and, you, and you're not sure what if you're not even sure what I'm talking about, if you just it just doesn't really make sense, uh, that's okay. I mean, everybody has to kind of find their own way through that, I think. They have to find their own process of that. And no one way works for everybody because there's no 
one set of traumatic experiences that everybody goes through. There's no rule book to it. It just takes some time. It takes some reflection. It takes, you know, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of care. And, um, you know, sometimes you have to start small, start with small things. You know, if you try to tackle a big project and you're dealing with a lot and you just, you, you might just overwhelm yourself even more versus, um, you know, just clean up your workspace, you know? Maybe that just kind of helps you work out a little bit of frustration or just um, uh, uneasiness or, or whatever it is. You know, just the act of doing something, being productive, even if it's not something creative, sometimes that is a helpful thing. You know, for me, the, the, the one thing I've talked about in previous episodes, but to me, it's, it's going out running. I mean, it's got its own benefits of, you know, kind of... Uh, forcing me to be a little more active and, and uh, have a little bit of a healthier lifestyle, I guess. But, you know, it's also just a good way to like blow off steam and just like literally work that stuff out, you know, and just leave it out there. And it's good. Like I come back, I feel re relieved actually. I mean, I'm tired, but I'm relieved. Like there's a real weight that's been lifted. And so, you know, everybody's got their own thing. Everybody's got their own situations they have to work with. But find that. Find a way to use your trauma. The things that haunt you, the things that, you know, the things that really kind of nag at you, even the good things, the things that you're proud of, the things that you've enjoyed in life. Use those things use those things going forward in everything you do. And I think you'll find that trauma can work for you. I feel like it has for me, you know, and it look, it's not perfect. It's not a perfect, uh, uh, one-to-one -one translation, you know, uh, it's my experience and for doing this as long as I have for, for being in the creative field and working on all the different types of, things that I've done, it seems to work for me. And I, I like to think it could work for others. That's why I bring up the thing about movies, because I feel like that was other people's way of working through that trauma of, of what happened on that day in 2001. They worked it out by putting it into their art. And yes, I mean, it was f for entertainment's sake, but it was also a way to confront and to face that reality in a safe way, in a, um, you know, in a fantastical way sometimes, but to be able to look at something and deal with it head on with, you know, your eyes open to it and not be afraid of it. It's, it's a big, it's a big achievement. I mean, personally, but also creatively. That's, uh, I guess that's my big question is, um, how has the trauma that you have experienced informed your creative work? Good, bad, or otherwise? That's something to think about. Maybe you don't even have to answer this one. I don't even need necessarily your comments or discussion, but some for you to think about. And if you don't have an answer, 
think about how you can make that happen. So, look, I might even revisit this at some point. I just really wanted to talk about this one, especially right now at this point in time. But you know where to go. Instagram, Facebook, those are the places. The website is sketchrelease.com. If you're just listening, thank you again. I appreciate it so much. Thanks for hanging in there and checking it out. And uh, until next time, keep creating.